Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of atrioventricular heart block from the cardiovascular section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A 20-year-old man presents to his primary care physician for an annual exam. He is currently feeling well. Medical history is unremarkable, and he takes a daily multivitamin. He denies any alcohol or smoking history. He is a college student and part of the school's track team, which he continued since he was a student in high school. He is concerned because a classmate of his passed out during practice and ended up dying due to a sudden cardiac death. He is requesting an electrocardiogram, or ECG, to ensure his heart is healthy. An ECG demonstrates a PR interval of 0.25 seconds and is otherwise unremarkable. Note that this is a case of first-degree heart block. Let's now get into the episode. The clinical definition of an atrioventricular heart block is an impairment of the electrical transmission from the atria to the ventricles. In terms of the etiology, the main causes include idiopathic, which is the most common, for example, fibrosis and sclerosis of the conduction system, ischemic heart disease, which is second most common, increased vagal tone, familial causes, and iatrogenic, including medications and cardiac procedures. Medications that cause this include beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, adenosine, digoxin, and amiodarone. Cardiac procedures that cause atrioventricular heart block include cardiac surgery and transcatheter aortic valve implantation. Now let's review the different types of AV blocks. We'll go over the different types, the electrocardiogram findings, the treatment, and other comments related to each type. The first type of atrioventricular heart block is first-degree AV block. In first-degree AV block, the electrocardiogram findings are an increased PR interval of greater than 0.2 seconds. In terms of its treatment, there is no treatment that is required. And other comments include, it is typically seen in young patients with an increased vagal tone and in well-trained athletes. The next type of AV block is a second-degree AV block, or a Mobitz type 1. In Mobitz type 1, the electrocardiogram findings are progressive increase in PR interval until a P wave is not followed by a QRS complex. This is called the Wenckebach phenomenon. This sequence then repeats itself. The QRS complex is narrow in this type of heart block. In terms of its treatment, treatment is unnecessary unless the patient is symptomatic. You would use atropine or a temporary pacemaker in symptomatic cases. Other comments include, patients are typically asymptomatic and can be seen in patients with drug intoxication, for example with beta blockers and digitalis. It can also be seen in patients with an increased vagal tone. And the next type of AV block is a second-degree AV block, Mobitz type 2. Note that in this type of AV block, there is a fixed PR interval on ECG with occasionally dropped QRS complexes. The QRS complex is typically wide. This type of AV block requires a permanent pacemaker in terms of treatment, and it may progress to a third-degree heart block. And the last type of heart block is a third-degree or complete AV block. In this disorder, the ECG findings include atria and ventricles depolarizing independently, so you'll have P waves and QRS complexes that are not rhythmically synchronized. In terms of treatment, third-degree AV block requires a permanent pacemaker unless the cause is reversible. And of note, it can be a complication of Lyme disease. 
Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 63-year-old man is brought to the emergency department after he had an episode of syncope at work. He says that he has been having episodes of lightheadedness over the last few weeks but had not collapsed before today. His past medical history is significant for diabetes. On presentation, his temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 108 over 72 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 42 per minute. Respirations are 18 per minute, and oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. An electrocardiogram is obtained, and the results show QRS complexes and P waves that are both regular, but they bear no relationship to each other. Which of the following represents a possible cause and treatment of this patient's symptoms? 1. Beta blockers and atropine. 2. Beta blockers and pacemaker. 3. Lyme disease and atropine, 4. Lyme disease and pacemaker, or 5. Vagal tone and no treatment. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4, Lyme disease and pacemaker. This patient with an episode of syncope, symptomatic bradycardia, and complete heart block on electrocardiogram may have acquired this block secondary to Lyme disease and should be treated with a pacemaker. Remember, heart blocks can be separated into first, second, and third degree heart blocks depending on the degree of dysfunction. The most serious type are third degree heart blocks where the atria and ventricles depolarize independently. This is caused by a complete blockage of the atrioventricular node such that depolarizations of the atria cannot be communicated to the ventricles. The ventricles will then be governed by a slower escape rhythm. Patients with a third-degree heart block can present with syncope and symptomatic bradycardia and should be treated with implantation of a pacemaker. Ischemia is the most common cause of third-degree heart block, but other causes include inflammatory conditions and infections such as Lyme disease. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, beta blockers and atropine, describe one potential cause and treatment of a type 1 second-degree heart block or Wenckebach phenomenon. This pattern would present with lengthening PR intervals until a beat is dropped followed by resetting of the PR interval. This type of heart block can also be commonly caused by increased vagal tone or drug intoxication. Answer choice 2, Beta blockers and pacemaker describe one potential cause and treatment of a type 2 second degree heart block or a Mobitz type 2. This pattern would present with fixed PR intervals and regular drops in a repeating pattern such as 3 to 1 or 3 to 2. More commonly, this type of heart block can be caused by ischemia or infection. Answer choice 3. Lyme disease and atropine describes the pathogenesis of a third degree heart block However, third-degree heart blocks cannot be treated pharmacologically because there is complete dissociation of the atria from the ventricles. And finally, answer choice 5, vagal tone and no treatment, describes the pathogenesis and treatment of a first-degree heart block. This pattern would present with an isolated lengthening of the PR interval that does not affect conduction or result in dropped beats. In summary, 
third-degree heart block presents with complete dissociation of the P wave from the QRS complex and needs to be treated with a pacemaker. Next question. A 28-year-old man presents to his primary care physician with a two-week history of shortness of breath and dizziness after exertion. Specifically, he says that he goes hiking with his friends on the weekends, but that he has not been able to complete a trail that he always easily completed in the past. His past medical history is significant for hypertension and asthma. Given his history, an electrocardiogram is obtained and the results show a dropped QRS complex, and all of the PR intervals are identical prior to the dropped beat. Which of the following is most likely associated with this patient's condition? 1. Atrioventricular node pathology. 2. His-Purkinje pathology. 3. Lyme disease. 4. Titan mutations. Or 5. Young patients with increased vagal tone. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 2, Hisperkinji pathology. This patient who experiences exertional dyspnea and has a dropped QRS complex on electrocardiogram most likely has Mobitz type 2 second-degree heart block, which is associated with Hisperkinji system pathology. Remember, heart block refers to an impairment of the electrical transmission from the atria to the ventricles and can be separated into first, second, and third-degree forms. Second-degree heart block occurs when there are dropped beats, but the atria and ventricles are still largely synchronized. Patients with this condition will either be asymptomatic or present with shortness of breath and dizziness. If the PR interval remains constant, the condition is Mobitz type 2 heart block, which is caused by a defect in the His-Purkinje conduction system distal to the atrioventricular node. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1 atrioventricular node pathology usually leads to Wenckebach or Mobitz type 1 second-degree heart block. However, this condition would present with progressive lengthening of the PR interval prior to the dropped beat. Answer choice 3, Lyme disease, can cause third-degree heart block. However, this disease would present with no synchronization between the atrial waves or the P waves and the ventricular contractions or the QRS complex. Answer choice 4, Titan mutations can lead to dilated cardiomyopathy, which can also present with early-onset cardiogenic shortness of breath, however it would not result in dropped waves on electrocardiogram. And finally, answer choice 5, young patients with increased vagal tone are associated with first-degree heart block, however this disease will present with an increased PR interval, but no dropped beats. In summary, Mobitz type 2 second-degree heart block will present with identical PR intervals prior to a dropped beat on electrocardiogram. And that's all for this review about AV heart block. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. 
We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 1 podcast.